this week on High Fives with Blake and Eric. And Eric, death is all around us and it's inescapable as we count down our High Five favorite deaths in cinema. Because it's a Halloween episode. Oh, I get it. I get it. Happy, happy Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween to everyone. And we should Eric. point out that there's another Eric with us today. Eric yeah, Bergstrom. I thought, I thought I made that clear. <laughs> oh, well, what? Oh. <laughs> I don't know if it's clear, but... Oh, I don't know. I, I've, I, I clearly stated Eric twice. It, I know. That could have just been a mistake. Or... No, one of them noticeably was with a K, oh, while the other one was with a C. But yes, this is Eric, podcasting legend. Legend oh. in my own mind. Legend <laughs> a, the legend of podcasting, it's true. So this week we are, do, because, because it's Halloween, we're doing um, some of our favorite death scenes in movies. Um, and see, the thing is, whereas Carlson and mine won't necessarily all be from horror movies bergstrom i guess i can't speak to what bergstrom chose but he is sort of a connoisseur of horror movies so his will probably be a lot better than ours um and i've come to terms with that i'm fine with it i'm coming heavy with the disney movies (laughs) oh that that's the way you went with it okay yeah how many podcasts are you on bergstrom um well, I guess I don't know. I've lost count, but <laughs> if it's it's quantity over quality at this point for sure. Um, I guess three current ones going on right now. One one extinct one, possibly two extinct ones. Pot, what what two extinct ones? <laughs> I was on one that ran about three shows, and then it had four people on it, and scheduling. Just didn't agree with us. It was called The Spew. If you think you could find it out there, I would suggest staying away from it, however. It's, <laughs> it's a playoff of The Chew. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, not gonna par- I'm not going to actively look for something called Spew. Okay. I meant The View, by the way, but yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't make recipes or anything. Oh, yeah. So, so was, what, what are the other podcasts? Come on. Okay. How, how much time do you guys have? As much time as you need, brother. <laughs> um, currently, of course, I'm on one with Blake, believe it or not. Uh, who, me? <laughs> I'm sure he's mentioned it once or twice called Wrestling with Friends because we're best friends and we always get along and <laughs> we never fight about anything. That's a true story. You can you can check that out. Right. If you listened to the last episode, you'd, you would have heard me going through my own rendition of the Wrestling with Friends theme song. <laughs> I know. I, I think I'm trying to get to the point where people can memorize it by just beating it into your heads. <laughs> I love it every week. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> it's, his, um, it's his favorite part of the show, which is kind of sad. Hmm, maybe I'll have to start playing it at the end. <laughs> Play it just randomly throughout the episode four or uh-huh. five times. Back to back for two hours. <laughs> right. We did actually get a request from one of our listeners who wants me to make like a 10 minute long version of that intro and just keep putting in clips I find on YouTube of various old school professional wrestlers. 
So that might be my that. yeah, that might be my winter project. What's your cutoff for old school though? Could Attitude Era guys show up? Oh yeah, I think it? I've got a couple couple of them in there. Um, He's got Diamond say, Dallas Page, right? I think I don't think I have anyone newer than ten years in that intro. Which I mean, that's what happens when I I'm putting it together. I'm sure if I had you or Andy put it together, it would be it would have a lot of I don't know. It would just be John Cena quotes if it was from oh, yeah. me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> all Cena all the time. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Right. That's kind of the way the WWE is right now, isn't it? Basically. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Um, all right. So podcasts, yeah. You're on podcasts. Okay. Yeah. But um, established. how about uh, you let people know about your history with uh, the horror genre? History with the horror genre. Um, well, I'll probably talk a little bit about it when we get into the the spooky deaths. At least, right, own, right, right. They might not all be spooky, but uh, just yeah. Um, I think it happened back when I, I had a babysitter who was big into horror films, and uh, just combing through them, looking at the the different covers of each one, the VHS tape boxes, and just being mesmerized by them and wondering how the heck something like this could exist. And then uh, being able to catch it on late night television, it was kind of that forbidden thing. So it's always been like that. And now that I'm older, you know, it's a lot more accessible, of course, but there's something nostalgic about like old eighties, seventies horror films going back to those and how campy and cheesy they are. And I can't get away from them. I try really hard. (laughs) I mean, it has a lot of parallels to professional wrestling. I think if, uh, if we want to get into it, but um, you know, fans of both kind of have this nostalgic attachment to it. Uh, they'll watch the newer crap every now and then and complain about it. Like I've heard people complain about newer horror movies, but you can't get away from it. Why speaking, would you want to? Speaking of horror movies and their connection with wrestling, not only do you have a wrestling podcast you do, but you also have a defunct one about horror movies. Is that right? It is, yes. Uh, 100 Years of Horror basically in the title i went through 100 years painstakingly um i started in 2012 so i uh, or the show started in 2012 so i went back to 1912 and went year by year uh, with each episode until i got to 2012 and then i was exhausted and i just wanted to lie down in my coffin and go to sleep for another (laughs) 100 years and then what other podcasts are you still doing? Let's let's get the full list out there. Oh, boy. Okay, so there's uh, one called Giallo Chow Chow. So if you're into old Italian crime, sleazy movies. And oh, who isn't? Sex and gore, right. Uh, then Giallo movies might be your thing. So I'd suggest uh, tracking those down and then coming to listen to us. Uh, I co-host it with this guy who's on Wrestling with Friends quite often. So a lot of incestual things going on. In the podcasting Ew. world. Whoa, but whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not. <laughs> that um, sounds awful. Right. If, if you've heard him on uh, Wrestling with Friends, his name's Creep Creeperson. He's judged a couple times, so I co-host with him. And then I just have one that started up. We just recorded our second episode, which I actually plugged my appearance on this show. So What? Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it'll you'll get some, you'll get like three or four more people over here. That'll but, double uh, our audience. <laughs> that one's called uh, Sloppy Seconds. I always kind of <laughs> feel a little weird mentioning it, but 
it's a sequel exclusive podcast um and talking more of like the uh the kind of sequels that i don't know are, are kind of a weird departure from the original source material so not necessarily getting into like the back to the future series but like more like the prom night series is one that we just did which is totally different than the original prom night or uh, the most recent one we did was Blair Witch Part 2 for our Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. Which is way different than the first one. So we like to kind of go with the more unexplored sequels and, and things like that. So I think that'll be somewhat fun. And it's not necessarily all horror. Just uh, we managed to start it up in October. So we're doing scary stuff right now. Probably a good choice. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of sick of Halloween. <laughs> Well, that leads us perfectly into our list, which is, you know, pretty Halloween themed. <laughs> so thank goodness for that. If you're all burned out on Halloween stuff. Uh, there's never, never enough time to talk about people dying. That, that's a good point. <laughs> it happens quite often, like all the time. Everybody dies. But if we well, could die like the people in these exploded. lists. Oh, well. Yeah, Blake's going to live forever. But I'm gonna live forever talking to Blake, <laughs> but everybody else dies. Mm-hmm. Man, so, you got a got a way to, way of breaking everyone down, Carlson. I'm sorry, it's just the truth. I think mm. you could put some good uh, typo negative underneath right now, singing beneath us. Some uh, gothic music about people dying all the time. It's it's just a fact. I didn't I didn't make it up. I'm not the one who decided that people had to die. It's just the way it is. I don't know if that's true. I'm sorry, Blake, but people die. Everybody but you. <laughs> Everybody but me. That's the sad, the sad reality of it. I know you've Blake. been alive since 1712, but <laughs> no, no, nobody says that immortals have to be alive, like have to have been around forever. I was born in the 80s. I was gonna live forever. Oh, so far so good. You haven't died yet. Not yet. <laughs> And they keep trying to find ways to keep people alive for longer, which I think is a mistake. They should try and find ways to kill people quicker. <laughs> right. I mean, look at the po- population control. I mean, or if I had lack to start a thereof, po- am I right? <laughs> You're so right. I had to start a, a political party. It'd be called the Death Party, I think. Just kill everybody. That's my platform. Right. Everybody's dying quicker. I think that's a, I, I, you got my vote already, man. Thanks. You know, <laughs> platform, I mean, the pillars, not not too difficult to understand. You know, pro-euthanasia, pro-abortion, all that good stuff. <laughs> Pro-assisted suicide in any in any situation, regardless of health. Sure. <laughs> you just wake up feeling a little blue, well, walk into the office. <laughs> we'll take care of it for you. <laughs> truly, you, you, truly inspiring work you're doing there, Bergstrom. <laughs> <laughs> but... Maybe we would try to make it a little – we'd have different packages, so we'd make things a little exciting. So maybe you could die like one of the people on our lists today. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. So maybe we should get into the high fives. What do you say, guys? No, let's talk about other things. Okay, what do you want to talk about? I don't really care. Let's talk about um, – Jesus? WCW NWO Revenge for the Nintendo 64. No. Don't you talk about video games enough? See, now, what I like <laughs> most about this game is that, like, it's separated into, like, four different factions. There's, like, the NWO. I think even was the NWO Red and Black thing at the time. I think it was. 
then there was Raven's Flock and then, you know, the WCW guys. And but the thing was the WCW like roster took up at least like half of it, so it wasn't necessarily fair. You know what? I went out of my way to get <laughs> direct traffic to your show. This is how you're gonna repay them and me. Hey, anyone who listens to this show old or new should know that I'm just super obnoxious the whole time. That's a good point. He's not he's not lying. And I go into business for myself quite often. I throw Carlson under the bus just to promote my own hide. You know, mm. that's just that's just the type of host I am. That's it. You know what? We're getting into the high fives, whether you like it or not, Blake. All right, but I my bet people are gonna was Blake style. <laughs> just now. Yeah. People are going to want to know my feelings about WCW and WO Revenge. <laughs> yeah, Our this... email box will be full of people asking that question. Don't you write for you some website? To, you won't even be able to check Twitter because the whole the whole Twitter feed will be like, what does Blake think about it? WCW and WO Revenge. Mark my words. This is going to happen. All right. I'm marking your words right now. If we get one email or tweet about that, I will be surprised. Okay. And if and if we do get one, it'll probably be from the guys from the Nash cast. So, so you kind of you kind of screwed. But anyway, hell, I'll probably send you an email. We'll do it then. Oh, I will. I'll be right. like, but right now that... we're getting into the high fives. So when Ugh. we come back, we're gonna tell you all about our high five favorite deaths in movies. All right, Bergstrom, since you're our guest, I think we should give you the honor of going first. What do you say to that? The honor? Well, I guess we could call it an honor. What? He gets to go first when he's a guest, and on Wrestling with Friends, he gets to go first because he's the host? Yeah. That's crap. Like like we're all equally hosts. Yeah, but you I've just got the sexier voice. I don't know if that's true. Oh. Well, all right. I'll just, how about I just start us off with a bang? Because that's what I came here to do. Okay. So do we have to feel the bang? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, shoot. We're talking about wrestling again. <laughs> I know. We're, you're outnumbered. <laughs> all right. What, 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 what's the first entry here? First entry is, and yes, going with a horror movie as Blake. So, uh, I guess proudly declared that I would. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I was proud about it. You oh. seemed pretty proud. Well, no more than usual. You, you well, see- yeah, but you're just a prideful guy. <laughs> yeah. You seem to think that sense. you knew a lot about me. I, I have you got known me nailed you down. I've known you since we were like before middle school, so oh. I think I know you pretty well. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe you've seen this movie with me. Because it's one of my favorites, and it's called Maximum Overdrive. What in the dick is going on around here? A lot of people have directed Stephen King novels and stories. And I finally decided if you want something done right, you ought to do it yourself. Who was driving it? I don't know. Curtis! It's coming after us! It was my first picture as a director. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. It was uh, based on a short story by Stephen King, and it was one of the few movies that he directed himself. 
And uh, I mean, this movie could be chock full of uh, death scenes. I think it's just one big montage of funny, fun death scenes. But um, the one I'm picking, it's not the most outrageous in the movie, but it was kind of the most affecting to me as a kid. And it's the uh, baseball coach getting a bunch of soda cans shot into his groin and his forehead. And uh, it really traumatized me as a kid because I liked to drink lots of soda, especially from soda machines. And it was hard to approach one after this because I was afraid of getting a soda can to my forehead. Sorry, pop can to some of our regional viewers or mm-hmm. listeners. Um, and it's not too gory or anything, but it does show him laying on the ground with a, a nice, perfectly round r- circle in his forehead of blood pouring out. So, so this is a know. genuine fear you had. This was. That, that a pop machine would kill you. Right. Well, I mean, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the film, it's basically this comet kind of or Earth passes through the tail of this comet and it, for some reason, turns all these machines uh, into kind of automatons where they all come to life on their own and they, so they attack. all become sentient, I think is the word you're looking there you for. Go. Thanks, Blake. I knew you were around for a reason. This sounds well, like solid scientific uh, theory right here. <laughs> I think, didn't we just pass through the tail of a comet? Well, I don't know. I don't know, but is that why my laptop's trying to kill me? It, it might be. It might be why if, it's trying to close shut on your fingers. Um, if it is, you're, you're pretty calm about it. Well, you know, it's been a while since we actually passed through the comet. You know, you get, you get used to stuff. Right. Yeah, it was. Mm. So, yeah, the, the, the soda machine came to life, attacked the guy by shooting cans out. I don't know how fast. They, they seem to be coming out pretty fast, though. And, <laughs> Full well, if cans. they're gonna, yeah, if they're gonna kill somebody, they got to be coming out quick. Yeah, projectile, and I mean the first one hit him right in the balls. So, like, right off yeah, the bat, of course it he, did. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's not going down, you know, in any pretty fashion whatsoever. Yeah, there's no film director that's gonna leave the nut shot out of that movie. <laughs> I mean, it's directly followed up by a kid getting run over by a renegade steamroller so i guess i could have gone with that one Ooh, but... so, so this movie even has um kills off kids oh yeah that's yeah, something kids, you don't see very sees. often no so i think that's that's why this movie i mean it's it's a silly dumb movie to a lot of people nowadays but as a kid it scared the crap out of me thinking that you know people's electronic uh turkey carvers could come to life <laughs> and and things like that so now yeah, was it, that the was that the movie with the um, semis? Yes. Yep. That's no, actually you're thinking most... Transformers, Blake. <laughs> uh, Carlson. Yeah. Was, was it Transformers when it had like the big goblin face on the front of a truck trying to chase down people? No, I think <laughs> that's the movie you're talking about. Oh. Okay. But yeah. they were robots in disguise, is what I'm saying. So you're yeah, saying you... that the semi with the goblin face could have just been Megatron? Megatron from hell. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's what All I'm right. saying. All right. So All now right. who do I give it to? I don't know, Blake. You want to go next? Or do you um, want me to go? Do you want to finish this off? Yeah, Sound like you Blake go is ahead. pretty eager. All right. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. If, if I can't go first, I might as well go last. Fair enough. All right. Well, my number five is uh, 
a death that made me terribly sad. Um, uh, it kind of uh, it affected me deeply. I'm just gonna say it. It's when Wash died in Serenity. This is gonna get pretty interesting. Define interesting. Oh God! Oh God! We're all gonna die. I want to resolve this like civilized men. I'm not threatening you. I'm unarmed. Good. You know, this is called our favorite deaths, not like. Uh, the I believe it's just one. high five deaths. So, however no. you define it. I th I think you. Oh, it's however we define it. But I think you're defining it wrong. But go ahead. <laughs> what I I I can't like being no 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 emotionally affected it's by fine. a death it's in a fine. movie. It's fine. Everybody, we're gonna just change the whole concept <laughs> of the list for Carlson, so he's happy. All right, let's just give the give the baby his bottle and go ahead. You know what? <laughs> Every list, I try to come up with a a, a little hook so that, that all the entries aren't the exact same thing. So this one is the one that kind of affected me emotionally. So, all right. So it's just your fault. Our podcast isn't a syndicated television show yet. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say that's probably mostly my fault. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also my fault because we stopped podcasting for half the year. So. No, that was your kid's fault. Right. But I I created the kid. I feel like yeah. I'm having flashbacks of when I was listening to my parents fight. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop. But I found out. Um, if we stay on schedule for the rest of the year, we would have 26 episodes, so we could technically be a bi-weekly podcast. There you go. Or semi-weekly, which would it be? Um, uh, I think bi... Doesn't bi-weekly mean every other week? Yeah. You know what? I actually did look this up once, and yep. depending on the context, it could mean two different things. It could be either or? Be either, or it could be every other week, or it could be or, twice a week. Well, isn't that um, uh, interesting? Language, convenient? language is amazing. Helpful, <laughs> isn't that helpful? Like having one word mean the exact opposite. Kids stay in school. <laughs> but yeah, so that that was my pick. Is the one that affected me emotionally was Wash in Serenity, and the reason is because he's one of my favorite characters in that was in the show Firefly. And then when he died in Serenity, it was like totally out of the blue. You weren't expecting it. And then, uh, yeah, killing off one of your favorite. That's kind of what uh, Joss Whedon loves to do is kill off one of your favorite characters. You know, you know what they say about Wash. What? He's a leaf in the wind. On the wind. On the wind. That's what I said. Yeah. What did you hear? Did you hear in the wind? Yeah, that's not what I said. I said <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that was my number five. So what's so you're what's, saying? You're saying that they they threw Wash out with the bathwater. Oh <laughs> no! I wait all night. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good. I'll give that one a, a four. That was okay. that wasn't awful. Out of crap, four, out, out of ten, out of ten. Oh. <laughs> not your best. Not your best is what I'm saying. <laughs> I only worked all night on it. <laughs> uh, I, I I work with Bergstrom. Once a week, I talk to him uh, continuously throughout the week, uh, and I'd have to say that is, in fact, one of his better ones. <laughs> you know what? Yes. I li unlike both of you guys, I actually listen to your podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, I know I know how your how his jokes go. <laughs> and Andy's definitely the funniest. 
Well, looks don't count for much because it's a podcast. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Andy Sojek. Yeah, we'll see if you listen to this. And you probably <laughs> you won't. won't. But yeah, so that was my number five. Blake, why don't you get, get rolling into your list with your number five? Okay, so for my... Um, I don't have a whole lot of uh, actual horror movies on my list. I think in code, I, I would say that I only have one, but somebody could make the uh, argument that I actually have two horror, uh, horror movies on here. It depends on how you want to categorize films. But the first one comes from Nightmare on Elm Street 6, Freddy's Dead, back from uh, 1991. Every town has an Elm Street. You remember the 90s? This movie's from the 90s. Of course I remember the 90s. And um, it, it's a death I like to call Game Over. And it's uh, it's when the character Spencer, played by Meyer, of all people, uh, hallucinates. I don't want to say hallucinates, but uh, Freddy brings him into like this 8-bit video game world. He where, dreams uh, it because Freddy kills people in oh, dreams. Oh, right, right. Yeah, there, that's what he does. Good God. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so in his dream, he's pulled into this video game world, and he's tormented by, like, an 8-bit version of his uh, yuppie father who has, like, the stereotypical sweater tied around his neck and um, has a tennis racket. And so uh, Spencer's, like, throwing punches to try and, uh, you know, win the video game, kind of. And he's like punching holes in the walls and stuff. And like the characters that are watching him, because he's acting this out in real life while he's sleeping. So he's like sleepwalking. And so all the characters that are watching him and uh, are saying like he's like breaking his hands by punching him through the walls. And this is supposed to be causing physical pain and whatever. What happens but, uh, in how... the dream world happens in real life. Yes, that that is a tagline for the Pretty films. logical. Yeah. Um, and then, like, his death finally comes, like, when he walks up this flight of stairs. And then in the video game, um, you show him get knocked into, like, a um, sort of like a horde of his father. Like, and they beat him with. Uh, so it's like he gets a game over in the game. But in real life, he like, this pit opens up at the bottom of the stairs and sort of sucks him in. Um, and that's how he dies. You know, I don't think you see his body afterwards. So you're just supposed to assume that he's dead i don't know where he goes but um i just really like i i can't remember if i've actually seen this movie all the way through i think i've seen <laughs> bits and pieces of it throughout the years but um anyone who knows me knows i love video games and that's pretty much why this one makes the list is how it incorporates uh video games and also they reference uh the power or freddy references the power glove sort of at the end uh, towards the end of the scene and um thought it was funny and uh all of the uh animations for the video games um look kind of cool i mean it looks super cheesy with spencer superimposed in this cartoony world but uh yeah i just thought it was um pretty entertaining to watch so once it, like the video game scene stopped you stop watching pretty <laughs> much there's not much else in that movie for me i'm surprised this isn't your number one I'm, it might be. It might just his list might just be this one over and over again. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> You're just gonna have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. The reason it doesn't like I like it because it's um 
because it's tie-in with video games, obviously, but like visually, aside from like what I said, the sort of 8-bit style of the cartoon, um, I don't know, there's not really much else to it. He just kind of uh, weirdly walks around the house he's in, punching holes in the wall, and um, maybe if it was filmed uh, more recently, like they do effects like showing his arms breaking or something, but um, for the technology and, and effects they had at the time, that didn't happen. So, I don't know. It's kind of boring if you just watch it, if you don't like video. Uh-oh, did we lose him? Blake. Blake? Sounds like Freddy entered his dream. Oh, snap. I was just about to say, game over, bitch. <laughs> All right, so when oh. did it cut out? Um... Just just a few seconds ago. Okay. Um, shoot. A lot of people consider this to be the weakest of the, the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Actually, either this one or number five. And to say that this is probably the best kill in the entire movie is, is saying a lot because a lot of the kills in the movie are ridiculous. And this is probably, you probably picked the highlight out, out of all of them. Um, yeah, like there, there's some, some of them like I I don't know um, sort of which kills are from which movies, but I've because I've, I'm a person that lives in on the Internet once in a while. Like I've seen a lot of the kills like the uh, girl that gets turned into a roach and gets her arms ripped off, like the guy that falls onto a bed of nails and uh-huh. uh, gets punctured. Like I've seen a variety of them. I've seen Freddy Krueger on a skateboard. Who hasn't? So, yeah. <laughs> sunglasses on the beach, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I we mean, could do a could whole... Have done, they could have done a lot more. I think you said that they didn't have the, you know, maybe the the budget or something to make, make this kill more interesting looking. But if you do go back and look at some of the other ones from the other movies, uh, you, I could I could see how they might have made this one if they had invested in it more. A lot, yeah. a lot, of a, a lot cooler. Well, and... Uh, I don't want to talk about this too much because we got a lot, a lot of, uh, um, a lot of entries to, to go. Yeah, um, you know, I forgot what I was even going to say. So Bergstrom. Yeah, fuck it. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I rem- I remembered it. Um, I already said yeah, fuck but, it, Blake. Come on. No, just let me finish. This. Okay, like, fine. I, I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't seen a lot of them. But what I do know about it is like the first entry in the El- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies is like straight up horror. <laughs> But as the series goes on, it kind of just falls into sort of a more comedic genre. Campy. Yeah, super campy. Like, it's supposed to be more funny than it is scary. Like, I don't know. Super campy and sadistic. Right. You got it. Hit the nail on the head, Toastus. Hey, thanks. (laughs) All right, Um, let's move on to Blake's. Oh, oh, God. Fuck. That's the worst insult you could have called me. Let's, let's on, go with Bergstrom's number four. Well, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to keep talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. Sure. That okay, seems so. like a pretty good segue. Ooh, yeah. All right. I was, I was worried for a second. By the way, if you, make, if you actually make a good segue that like seamlessly integrates it, we make a point to point that out so that it's not, not seamless it's no at all. Longer. Yeah. To sort, yeah. Yeah, sort of break the, uh, the flow. And now I have to quickly think of a new segue. Okay. Exactly. 
But yeah, what's your number can, four? <laughs> yeah, I hope we can flow into my next pick here. Oh. As I'm talking about Gwen. Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you believe in the boogeyman? No. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Played by Johnny Depp in the very first Nightmare on Elm Street, the one Blake was talking about being a little more on the dark side, a little scarier. Freddy doesn't have his one-liners as much in this one, if at all. Uh, Glenn, this is, I believe, one of Johnny Depp's first film roles. He had been on a TV in uh, some of his other shows, but uh, this is his first real, as a lot of actors, get, they kind of get their first role in horror films for some reason. Um, and he plays the boyfriend of the main girl, Nancy, and it's kind of down to those two, and she's saying, you know, don't fall asleep, Glenn. I need you to help me through this. I need you to be, you know, because she's kind of locked away in her house by her parents and or by her mother, and she's looking for a partner to help her against this menacing Freddy Krueger. Uh, but, of course, he puts on his headphones and falls asleep watching TV, and before long, uh, Johnny Depp, Glenn, is sucked into his bed alongside of his TV and alongside of his uh, music player. So you're thinking, oh, this is kind of weird. I wonder, he must have been sucked to hell. Oh, well, there's the end of Johnny Depp. But that's not it. Oh, snap. Next thing you get is a cyclone of blood, spring, shooting. I guess I have a thing with projectile. <laughs> in my it case, seems but, like it. Um, just gallons and gallons of blood spilling out from the bed, shooting onto the ceiling. His mother walks in. She's horrified as anyone would be if you know you opened the door and saw blood shooting out of a bed. And then uh, his body comes out and looks like you know he's just been drained of every ounce of blood and then flops over onto the bed. And that's hmm. that's the end of Johnny Depp. Wait, so you're saying we we can't live without blood? Um, I think you might have to get MythBusters on that case, but hmm. I'm going to confidently say yes. You need at least half of your blood supply. Hmm. See, now one thing I didn't, I I did not, and still don't fully understand about uh. Freddy Krueger and his powers is like sometimes he has to be in the people's dreams and he kills them but like there's no marks on like their body in real life but then sometimes he'll just completely manipulate the real world like in this case you know like he literally sprays blood all over the room like how It just seems Freddy Krueger is a little inconsistent with his uh, power power set. It's, yeah, it's very borderline throughout the whole series as to where that you know where he exists. I think because Glenn was pulled into the dream world, and then the effects of his death, just like every like other deaths throughout the film, uh, when the first girl's kind of drug across the ceiling by Freddy Krueger. Uh, her boyfriend can see her body being, you know, whipped around on the ceiling, but he can't see Freddy Krueger actually doing it. I think this might be kind of the same case. Hmm. Like, cause, um, in, in the one I spoke of earlier where the guy falls on a bed of spikes, like you can't see the bed, but you still, you see like the, uh, effects those spikes have on the, on his body. Like he has mm-hmm. a bunch of holes in his chest. Yeah. Yep. It's. So your body shows the effects, but whatever right. is causing them, you don't see. Exactly. There you go. Okay. I think that's right. If somebody knows more about Freddy Krueger's <laughs> rules, maybe they can let us know. Deciphering Freddy. 
101. There we go. That's what we need. All right, Carlson, how about you hit us up with your number four? All right. Um, I'm I'm calling an audible here as opposed to what what I let you guys know is my number four, but I'm changing it up here. My number four is going to be the uh, the baseball bat death in Inglorious Bastards. Ooh, that's a bingo! Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo. You just say bingo. Bingo! How fun! Because how dare you? What? What do you Switch mean? Switch it up like that? Yeah. It's a little swerve I threw at you guys. What do you think of that? What do you <laughs> no, think I of feel that? Like, I feel like we weren't able to look this up. Gave you a, a swerve. A, I'm shooting on you. You're shooting hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, in, the, in this uh, scene, they're uh, talking to these Germans that they've captured, and uh, they need the the info info on what where the German troops are. And the uh, the general or the captain or whatever of the troop they've got won't tell him, so they call out Donnie, the bear Jew, and he comes out with his baseball bat. And the scene is so cool because like you don't see him at first. They call him out and tell him that he's gonna kill this guy with a baseball bat. They just flat out say it, and they call him out, and all you hear is just his bat tapping against the cement walls inside this little cave thing they got that they're standing by, and he just hear tap. Tap, tap, and finally he comes out, and uh, he get, he tells the guy, you know, you get these medals for killing Jews, and then uh, the German guy says, for bravery, and then it's like a, like a really slow build up, big slow build up, and then finally it kind of goes back to real speed, and he just beats the guy to death with a bat. That's exactly what it is, and uh, it's just... It's awesome because it's a Nazi, so you, you don't really feel bad at all about cheering for somebody getting beaten to death. It is so rare that you get a chance to just cheer heartily for somebody just getting the shit kicked out of them. That's Eric, true. I think you have a problem. A problem with what? <laughs> Nazis? Yeah. I got a big problem with them. There's a, there's a lot of bat deaths in cinema, but that's that's a classic one. Exactly. A modern classic. And... As an unabashed fan of Eli Roth, it was a lot of fun seeing him get to do that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just such a – I'm trying to remember it exactly in my head as it happened. And being that it is a Quentin Tarantino movie, you know it's going to be you know no holds barred. Except yeah. not like the movie No Holds Barred. But. <laughs> no, there's no, no Hulk Hogan in this scene. No. No dookie. Maybe in the German's pants. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's like I said, it's just fun to cheer to, for dead Nazis. I, I don't know how, I, how to explain it any better than that. Yeah. If, um, if, there, if there's basically a video you... game genre about it. Exactly. There's, there's a lot of video games about killing Nazis. Now, if you wanted to cheer for dead Nazis, there's movies out there for you as well. And I mean, video for games. Zo- zombie Nazis. There's and a lot games. of that's basically its own genre at this point is the zombie <laughs> Nazi movie. Mm-hmm. It's true. They got Christmas ones. They got. You know, I did a hundred years of horror, and I never covered a zombie Nazi movie. I think I wow. need to go back. Well, you could make a whole to... podcast dedicated to it. Right. I think it's time for uh, another hundred years of horror. <laughs> Ooh. 
Ooh, I'm sure people are salivating at that. Ooh. Yeah. Zombie Nazis with your host, Phantom Eric. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's my number four. Blake? Yeah. What's your number four? Uh, my number four, um, I know Bergstrom at the top of the show kind of jokingly um, uh, said something about his entire list is made up of uh, Disney sh- uh, Disney movies. And um, my number four is actually from a Disney movie. Ooh. Hey, just hear me out. Oh, uh, it's from it's actually from Tarzan from uh, a, a little animated flick that came out back in 1999. What do you feel? I said he could stay. That doesn't make him my son. Tell me I'm not looking at the hairless wonder. Leave it to me. Um, I like to call this one "Hang 'Em High," and it's uh, you know, at the climax of the uh, the movie, as uh, the antagonist Clayton, uh, voiced by Brian Blessed or Blessed or something or other, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, like he's duking it out with Tarzan up in the trees, and he ends up getting tangled in like all these uh, vines. And so he starts to panic, and he takes out his machete, and he starts chopping him. He's chopping him and chopping him, ch- chopping him, trying to get free. But he, what he doesn't realize is one wraps itself around his neck as he's, like, thrashing and struggling to get out of these vines. And um, so he ends up cutting every last vine except for the one around his neck, sending him plummet, <clears throat> plummeting towards the, uh, the forest uh, floor. And you just see, like, a big like a tug and tightening of the vine and then just his lifeless um the silhouette of his lifeless body kind of swinging back and forth um as it's like lightning as lightning strikes and it's um for a disney movie probably one of the darkest images i think i've ever seen and it's it's something that has always stuck with me since i watched that movie at carlson's house when i was like 15 years old yeah, it was it was a really freaking badass death for a Disney movie. And the thing about it, like, like he was the bad guy, but even and he was fighting with Tarzan, but Tarzan was still trying to save his life at the end. So he's like, Clayton, no, that's ridiculous. So that 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 shows you how stand up of, of a guy Tarzan was. Wasn't enough blood. <laughs> Calm down, Bergstrom. I, I think. I'm sorry. I think you you're the one with the problem. Oh. Never mind Carlson. Yeah. Yeah, you've got a problem. <laughs> Wait, is this show just actually a staged intervention? It Every is. show is a staged intervention. Oh, I okay. when we were when we were at your place for my bachelor party, I saw all the horror movies you had on your wall and I just got Uh-oh. concerned. Mm. And then I, I talked uh, about yeah. how how gory Videodrome was and how screwed up it was and you were just like, "Yeah, it's kind of weird." And like that made me scared for your life <laughs> because the stuff that goes on in that movie is friggin' twisted. And like, like you were so nonchalant about it, like desensitized, like, yeah, it's a little weird. Like guts fly out of a TV screen. Like that's what happens in that movie. And you just shrug it off. Well, you know what? Worried I pay about. enough for my psychiatrist. I don't need this from you. All right, fine. We'll just 
you know, Blake, like this is a regular episode then. You know, this isn't really, like, they don't really kill people in the movies. Like, it's all just props. That doesn't mean it's not gross. I'm just saying, it's not as scarring as you seem to think it is. My next death is from a snuff film. <laughs> <laughs> or is the, are those not allowed? Um, I'll, I'll allow it. I get, yeah, there we go. That's your ruling. Let's do it. No, not not necessarily, but um, we'll get to that, I guess. Oh, snap. <laughs> Shit's about to get real, kids. Mm, yep. Actually put the kids to bed. Yeah. Put them to bed. Talking to you, actually, Eric, because you're the only one with a kid. Well, I guess Blake is the proud yeah, I, stepfather yeah, now. I have, a, I have a stepson whose bedtime it should be somewhat soon. Mm. Do you need to leave? No, I don't tuck him in. <laughs> oh, okay. he He's like you 12 in. years old. He can, yeah, that's how that goes. Blake doesn't give a shit. <laughs> You skipped the, or you skipped right to the easiest part of fatherhood. Uh, yep, teenagers are a breeze. <laughs> they don't want anything to do with you. You just gotta put up with them. Now it's it's, it's, it's gonna be the point where it's like you two are like fighting to like disassociate yourself with the other one. It's like you'll go somewhere and he'll be like, "Yeah, don't pretend I'm not like with you, okay?" And you'll be like, "That's fine. Pretend like I'm not with you." <laughs> and what? I'm sure. His mom would super appreciate that attitude. <laughs> but anyway, Bergstrom, you were saying? Oh, is it my turn? Sure. Yeah, it's your number three, man. Oh, that's right. Okay. Unless you had something more to say about is, Clayton's is this the Is this the first time you've been on a podcast? Like, <laughs> what's going on? First time this week. Ooh. So we were talking a little bit about David Cronenberg, and I'd like to continue talking about him scanners i'm talking about scanners how'd you know i don't know it's, it's just the first david cronenberg movie that pops into my mind oh, carlson don't spoil it you're taking his thunder <laughs> that's okay is it I, in I bruges oh sorry sorry let's rewind that let's rewind that so come come in with your your cronenberg line again okay it's uh so since we're talking about david cronenberg i'd like to talk about my next uh, pick and it's actually from Jason X, which uh, David Cronenberg's a part of. Oh, interesting. No, it's it's not. It's scanners. I would like to scan all of you in this room, one at a time. There are four billion people on Earth. Two hundred and thirty-seven are scanners. They'll control your mind, conquer your will, manipulate your body like a toy. Self-destruct. Five seconds. The pain begins, ah! and your flesh. In your brain. Four seconds. You feel its power. Three seconds. The pressure. The pounding. The terror. Two seconds. You can't breathe. It chokes you. It destroys you. <laughs> One second. You begin to self-destruct. Experience the terrifying power of scanners. You pray it will end, and it will. Scanners. Their thoughts can kill. Oh, you got me. I Carl was not expecting that, that at all. Where obviously it was scanners, Eric. Like what? Well, I are you stupid? Like, why? Sp- why didn't you think of him first? Why didn't you think of that movie first? Clearly, what... it was going to be scanners. I just thought, seriously, like... why do I even do this show with you? And it's it's ridiculous what I put up with. Didn't Cronenberg do a history of violence? That was kind of fucked up too. Yeah, and, and and Blake, didn't you bring up Videodrome first? So I did. I talked about that. 
So it could have been Videodrome. It could have very easily been Videodrome. It could have been any of his movies. Of course, he's known for his his body horror movies like The Brood and The Fly. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to think that movie. guy is the one with the problem. Never mind Carlson <laughs> or Bergstrom. This, this this podcast is actually an intervention for David Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who who's be. he? Giving the ice bucket challenge to Vladimir Putin. <laughs> or wait, that was David Lynch. Sorry, I got my David screwed up. So did uh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel also challenged Putin. Oh, boy. Why challenge Putin Vin Diesel? Putin would do it without a shirt on. That's what he would do. <laughs> I Actually, I think Vin Diesel uh, didn't do the ice bucket challenge. He uh, did a plant a tree for Groot. That was his challenge. Oh, cute. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah, I'm talking about Scanners. Um, people not familiar with this film, basically about a bunch of people that have telekinetic powers, uh, and they're actually kind of at war with each other. There's ones that like work for this large corporation and maybe, I don't know, to militarize them. And then there's this other group that kind of, the, the renegades and, uh, the scene I'm talking about is kind of when these two are pitted against each other and one of them gets the better of the other and with his own mind, causes the other man's head to completely explode into, once again, projectile brain and skull fragments everywhere. Yum. Is wh- why wouldn't there be projectile mm-hmm. brains and blood? And I've noticed, yeah, I've noticed a sort of a, a trend with, with yours, Bergstrom. I guess the first one didn't really have, I guess he didn't really explode, but. No, just the pop machine. Yeah. But you know but what? Really, if, I knew, if I knew we could pick Disney films, I would have. <laughs> uh, according to Carlson, we can pick whatever the crap we want. <laughs> well, if if I didn't, you didn't like set rules. You just said your your favorite deaths. Yep. Well, as Blake, yeah, yeah. So, Put it on me. Put everything on me. <laughs> everything is on you, Blake. Blake astutely uh, pointed out. I, I I guess maybe I have a, a sicker mind, but there's something Fair. about seeing deaths that you wouldn't see on day to day. I mean, maybe you'd walk by and see a man get hanging from a, a jungle vine or something. I mean, that seems pretty common, but I don't <laughs> think you see people's heads blow up very often. Yeah. Blake. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I see, I see that sort of thing every day on my ride to work. Oh. That's horrible. I think you might have the problem. Blake, this is, this podcast is an <laughs> intervention for you. Yeah. At least, well, Blake, at least Eric wants his like, movie deaths to be outrageous and ridiculous you want yours to be horrific and scarring blake mine are horrific and scarring yeah seeing somebody hang themselves in a cartoon for little children jesus what the hell's wrong with you hey hey (laughs) be nice all right yeah cronenberg obviously now, is Scanners, isn't that the movie where Rowdy Roddy Piper says that he's going to kick ass and chew bubblegum? No. Really, <laughs> <laughs> though. Who, who directed, good, who directed They Live? Too. John Carpenter. Oh, gotcha. He's, he's got some pretty classic kills as well. Do you have any of his kills on your list? Not on my list, surprisingly. Hmm. Um, I, you know, I was only limited to five, but if I had ten... I might pick something from, I don't know, The Thing or something. Yeah. And Wes Craven did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, right? He sure did. Good to know. 
trying to get all this straightened out in my mind. Yes, yes. Let's get it ironed out now, <laughs> just in case you run into some kind of trivia challenge tomorrow. Exactly, in case people out there are wondering. Uh-huh. A little quiz you on it tomorrow. Just you wait. Well, don't do that. That's kind of mean. Just, like, quiz me out of nowhere for no reason. Well, it's called a pop quiz. I mean, they exist out there in nature. I don't think they do exist in nature. It's not you like you're walking through the woods and all of a sudden a squirrel pops out and he's like, what's the capital of Canada? Well, nobody said it was a squirrel. You can't, you know, you're just putting words in our mouths now. And there's there's not an entire capital of Canada, is there? There's got to be a capital of Canada. Isn't it Toronto? Maybe it's Quebec City. Quebec City? Yeah. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> it's Canada City. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Eric, get it right. I apologize, everybody. <laughs> anyway. Capital of Canada is Canada City, just like the capital of the United States is the United States City. Like, that's... Yeah, and just like the thing. capital of Mexico is Mexico City. Right. Wait, that one's oh. real. <laughs> <laughs> All this checks out. <laughs> All right. Well, should we move on to my number three? Yeah. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, my number three. Welcome. Shit, I forgot what it is. All right. Then we'll just go on to mine. You're calling all over the place. Okay. My number three is uh, Bill Murray in Zombieland. My mother always told me, someday you'll be good at something. I mean, I don't think she could have guessed that that something would be zombie killing. What do you think? Zombie killer of the week? Close, but no cigar. Zombie killer of the week went to Miss Cynthia Knickerbocker. Because that was a death I did not expect. In a movie filled with death and undeath, um, Bill Murray comes out of nowhere and has maybe one of the funniest deaths I've ever seen in a movie. Where he Oh, so so this wasn't traumatizing? No, this one wasn't traumatizing. This one was funny. <laughs> um the, it's you know, the Zombie Land obviously is a world filled with zombies. And then um they break into Bill Bill Murray's house and they meet him and he's like alive and well and everything, but he pretends to be a zombie for some reason just to scare people that happened by his house I guess and then uh, a couple of the characters that hadn't met him yet they he sneaks up on them and pretends to tries to scare them but the that character happened to have a shotgun so he turns around and sees a zombie and shoots it and ends up killing Bill Murray see now I think I think the reason he was dressed up as a zombie is so that he would fit in with zombies and they would not attack him I guess that's possible. I'm pretty Blake, sure that's that's a, that, that's a salient point, Blake. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fairly sure that is what um, he says. The reasoning sound, behind it is. Yeah, yeah, sound logic. Yeah, makes. Sense I wouldn't go me. around sneaking up on people though in a in a world torn apart by zombies. Yeah, that's just not a good idea. It's going to end the way that it does in this movie. Yeah, even if you're Bill Murray, who, uh, well, I mean, he doesn't die right away either. He. Even though he gets a shotgun to the chest, he kind of just drags it out in Bill yeah. Murray yep. fashion. He milks it for all it's worth. He does. <laughs> they ask him if he has any regrets, and he goes, mm, maybe Garfield. 
I wonder if that was in the script. I don't know. Could be. We'll have to Who ask knows? him. Yeah, next time you see him. Okay. I hear that they're making a sequel. Do you think that they're going to have another celebrity cameo that gets killed like that? Well, yeah. If you listen to my show, Sloppy Seconds, uh, we have sequels in the news, and that's a news item we talked about, actually. Um, oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for right now, it's just kind of in the in the works. They haven't cast anyone yet, so they haven't even got like Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone back since, since they've become uber mega stars. Might not, they might not even return. But I think I don't I think, think they'd they have to really. Yeah, I mean they could get some newcomers, and then as long as Woody Harrelson is still there, and then yeah, maybe get some kind of a a big star to come in for a cameo. I think I think they they could do that pretty well. I think if you're gonna get a sequel in that one, you gotta have the main character though. That's true. Unless yeah, it's like Woody his little brother. There. No, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> He's a narrator. That makes him the default main character. Yeah, does it though? Yes. Is that how movies work? So, Zombieland was originally intended to be a TV show, but nobody wanted to pick it up, so they you know, did the whole movie thing, and it is what it is. But then they were going to then take uh, a spin-off a TV show because of the movie's popularity, and I saw a trailer for that, um, and I think it was supposed to be uh, sort of Woody Harrelson's origin story, how he turned into so, such a zombie-killing badass. Okay. Um, but then nobody wanted to pick up that either. And so now I guess they uh, fell back uh, into making a movie again. And then they're going to try to make a, a TV show off of that sequel, I'm sure. Eh, maybe. I don't know. I'm sure Figured of it. it. All right. He's sure of it. <laughs> I don't want to this. I don't want to push this issue because well, uh, I know sure how you sure. get sometimes. Yeah. All right, Blake. Should we move on to your number three? Oh, uh, <laughs> sure. Um, so this is the other movie that I said could be considered a horror movie. I know there's uh, a lot of deaths in it, and sometimes like some of them in particular can be uh, pretty violent. Um, and it's it turned into one of those series that uh, was sort of. Um, iterated upon to death like i think they had six of them and i think they're working on a seventh but the seventh is weird how um like the other six are sort of modern tales like the seventh one is going to go back to uh medieval times which is sort of strange and i'm talking about final destination what if it was our time what if we were not meant to get off that plane what if there is a design then it's not finished by walking off the plane, you're cheating death. You have to figure out when it's coming back at you. And um, the kill that makes my list is from the first movie, because it's actually the only one I've ever seen. And uh, so Final Destination by itself, which not to be confused with The Final Destination, which is actually the fifth entry into the series. So That's confusing. Yeah, they went a little weird with the naming convention. Uh, but uh, the first one came out in the year 2000. And I like to call this little ditty Overkill. And um, 
let's give you a, a little backstory. Like every other kill in the movie is kind of quick and uh, isn't all that gory. I think like Sean William Scott gets his gets decapitated by like a piece of sh- like a broken metal sign kicked up from uh, a train. Um, not a whole lot of blood there. It's just like one shot and it's off. Happens real quick. A uh, girl gets like run over by a bus and that's like the the typical the stereotypical getting hit by a bus thing where it like just happens out of nowhere and uh there's a little blood splatter from it like nothing too serious um and there's another scene where one kid gets strangled by just this like little um this string that he's uh hanging up uh what clothes on so like that's just he just chokes like there's nothing gory about that but this one in particular uh, it's the 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 main character's english teacher and this is what happens to her. Um, well, first, um, she's drinking vodka. And the cup, the mug that she's drinking it from has a crack in it. And so it's like leaking and it accidentally drips into, inside her computer. Her computer blows up and a piece of the screen gets lodged in her throat. So she starts bleeding profusely. So already it's like more blood than, than it's been in the entire... In, the rest of the movie like it's just like dripping uncontrollably on the floor it's like covering her hands and so she stumbles back into the kitchen uh and like while she's walking she's still dripping this vodka um and because the uh computer is now on fire that whole stream of vodka gets lit on fire and for some reason it goes all the way back to the bottle that's still sitting on the counter that explodes and Jeez. so, like, she gets sprayed with, um, like, all the shrapnel and the glass shards from this bottle. And, like, that knocks her to the ground, right? So she's on the ground just bleeding uh, from the neck still. And she looks up and sees this towel, like, just hanging off something. So she reaches up for the towel. I don't know why she needs a towel, I guess, to start cleaning up the blood. Because <laughs> that's her most important, like, that's her biggest problem at this point. Uh, so she keeps yanking at this towel, but it's stuck on something. Well, it turns out it's stuck on this big freaking knife Oh god! that she has. So she gives it one final yank. The knife comes flying down, just lands right in her chest. Oh, dear. So, she, so she's still not dead. Good God. Um, and she doesn't die until, like, the main character gets a chance to run into the room and, like, to check on her <laughs> to see if she's okay, even though she's in this pot, this puddle of blood. Um, and then her oven explodes. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Jeez. Why? <laughs> it explodes, and it knocks over her uh, the her, um, kitchen, the, the chair um, that's just in the middle of her kitchen, knocks it over, and it lands right on the, the knife that's in her chest, kind of pushing it all the way through her and finishing her off. And like, damn, <laughs> it's just a whole lot of things happen to her when like everyone, everyone else's death in the movie, like I said, is super quick uh, and it's um, like and not very bloody. And this one just goes on for like two minutes, but it feels like ten. Just all this stuff happening to her, and um, yeah, like I think I saw it in two thousand when it came out, but um, I I still think about it when I think of uh, uh, horror movies. Like it's one that just kind of stuck with me. Do you think that screenwriter has something against like a a teacher in his or her past? <laughs> well, he must because like just, all right, what ha- it's what happened? Therapeutic. What happens to this kid? Oh, he just chokes to death. Okay, what happens to this kid? Just gets his head, like, 
cut off, like quick and clean, like real easy. All right, what happens to this girl? Run over by like a bus. All right, what happens to this lady? Oh, she gets stabbed once in the neck, then then gets uh, shrapnel like in her face, and then she falls to the ground, and then she gets stabbed in the chest, and then she that stab wound gets thrust even deeper and finally kills her. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, machi, that machi. I like that you named this one Overkill because <laughs> that's exactly what it was. <laughs> I'm glad you're naming your picks now. I thought about I thought about this going in, man. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to start doing that. We'll have to start naming each pick. Uh-huh. Maybe not. Well, sometimes it just doesn't really ap- apply, you know? Good point. It's a good point. But yeah. All right. So you guys, you guys see any of the Final Destination movies? I feel like the choking to death one was like a guy in his bathroom, and yep. like the faucet comes off and like wraps around his neck or something like that. Yeah, like he has the I think the thing tied to like the faucet or something, and like he slips and sort of gets caught in it, and then yeah, and then like he gets sort of uh, it like wraps around his neck like a, bu- a bunch of times and yeah. I remember that one because, like, when he falls, like, you see his, like, the blood vessels in his eyes pop. That's what I remember the most from that movie is that death. Yeah, that one, that one is also hard to watch. Like, um, like I said, like, doesn't not super gory, but uh, you see him sort of digging at his neck to try and get the uh, the cord off. But uh, yeah, that's the little... one that affected me the most from that movie. Bergstrom, you seen any of the Final Destinations? I kind of cut myself off after the third or fourth one, but uh, yeah, they kind of just get worse and worse. I do remember I the the they kind of all open up with a bang. Uh, you know, the first one with the plane ride from hell, and then the second one is I think they're on an interstate or a freeway, and then oh, like a actually, logging truck. I actually did my homework on this. Uh, not even really. Uh, for the show I just got interested in Final Destination a couple weeks back and so the first one's an airplane blowing up the second one's that huge traffic jam the third one is a roller coaster accident the uh, fourth one uh, crap Um, a crap wow that's not what it is that's not (laughs) what it is send it quickly (laughs) Um, Why didn't they do that one for number two? Who? <laughs> uh, I know the sixth one is a bridge collapsing. Uh, the fifth. What's the seventh and, one? Uh, that one hasn't happened yet. What's the eighth one? That one's not even a thing yet. I can't really remember what uh, five and or four and five were. Well, you didn't. You failed then. You failed your homework. <laughs> I guess. I'm gonna, next time. I'm gonna think about it the whole show, and I'll just like pop in towards the end and be like, "Oh, I remember." <laughs> yeah, that that was a good pick. I I like that there were several modes of death in this. Like she was pretty well dead after that one get, gets lodged in her throat, but the writer was like, "Nah, give her something else." We're gonna draw it out a little bit. It's like her her kitchen is pretty much on fire at the end of the scene. I'm surprised they didn't just have her catch fire too. Yeah, why not? Like, like three three things explode in that scene, and she doesn't catch on fire. So they showed a little restraint, at least. 
All right, then. Well, let's move on, then. Bergstrom, what is your number two? Uh, my number two is called Through a Glass Decapitatedly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's from another horror film. I know, Boo. Uh, but it's, it's a little film called The Omen. I was at the hospital, Mr. Thorne, the night your son was born. I saw its mother. I saw its mother. I have fears. I have fears. Kind of fears. Its mother, Mr. Thorne. You saw my wife. Its mother. What is it you're trying to say? His mother was a And, you know, it's one of those 70s occult films. Uh, the kid is the son of Satan, Damien. And anyone that basically knows him or is involved in his life is in constant threat of uh, being killed in some kind of a gruesome manner. Uh, there's a, a priest that has a metal rod that falls from the top of a building, go right through him. Uh, there's a couple other, I think uh, his nanny becomes possessed by something and hangs herself in front of a kid's birthday party. Uh, so the whole film is filled with these kind of creepy odd deaths but this one is one that kind of came out of nowhere and it's involving a main character in the film so spoilers if you haven't seen the omen but uh, it's the photographer who's kind of helping the father along and figuring out this mystery behind his adopted son and uh, he bends over to pick up these daggers that are that they were supposed to use on the son that the father kind of chickened out and couldn't stab his own son for some reason so he was I know I mean, you're, it's the son of the devil. It's not really your own son, so I don't know. Man up. But so he bends over to pick up these daggers, and then the, all of a sudden this glass plate comes sliding out of the back of the truck. And it's not the first decapitation scene in film, uh, but it might be one of the first that was so universally seen by so many people. And I can imagine the state of shock back in the early 70s when this happened. And it was... Uh, they showed it from different angles, his, just this head kind of getting cut clean off and rotating in the air uh, over and over again, just all these different angles and shots. And then uh, they eventually show you know people coming upon the body, and then they once again zoom in on the head laying on the ground. So it's nice. just they're really, they're really hyping up the fact that this, this guy was decapitated on film. And you know Damien was nowhere to be found, but you knew – that there was some kind of devilish force behind it, and that, that kind of made it even scarier to know that even if he's not physically present to harm you, he can still hurt you many different ways. Yeah, that that is scary. I mean, I hate the idea of kids being that powerful in general mm-hmm. because kids can be awful. It can be. It's like that old it, Twilight Zone episode where the kid is, like, super powerful, like has some sort of magic. Uh-huh. So like everybody, and he can read thoughts. So like, if you even think the wrong thing, he'll fuck with you. Like that terrifies me. <laughs> Kids well, are pretty have you, fickle. Have you guys seen Looper? I have not. Hell no. Uh, that's also a movie where this kid has telekinetic powers, and it uh, he does. He's not the safest with it with them. Mm-hmm. So, just just to try and be as spoiler free as I can. Kids don't have the ability or the capacity to reason. They don't. I've, I've been learning in my very small, short bursts of interactions with children in my life. It's not that they don't reason. It's they don't have any empathy yet. That, that could be it. 
Yeah, like their main concern is them and they're like small Blake's. Right. So like Blake's only concern is that he is happy. Yeah, that's except they have an excuse to be sociopathic, so because they're kids. Exactly. Blake just has no excuse. I'm a child at heart. (laughs) Usually that means that they're like innocent and wonderful, but not for Blake. Blake for Blake it means he's evil as shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Blake, you've got the heart of a child Thanks. in a jar on your desk. <laughs> I get How do you it. know about that? <laughs> Everyone knows about it, Blake. They just don't tell you. Oh. Well, I'm glad nobody's turned me in then. This well, is an intervention for, for that jar of with a heart on your desk. If like, we, we turned you to... in, who knows what the hell you would do to us? I'd... You might telepathically blow up our heads or send glass plates to decapitate us yeah all right guys let's stop with the imagery okay it's kind of of grossing me out here sorry well with that in mind let's move over to to carlson all right well my my death here is going to be a lot more fun than that one was because my death is from a movie called star wars but it's it's the it's empire strikes back no it's return of the jedi i'm sorry It's the death of Yoda. The next chapter in the continuing Star Wars saga. The battle for freedom rages on. Oh, that's fun to you? Yeah, you just called this one fun? Yeah, well, the reason it's fun is because... He milks that death for so long. He's like a petulant actor that was like told that he was going to have a death scene. And he's like, okay, but I'm going to stretch this sucker out as long as I can. Right. Like every line is like, okay, this is his last line. And then he's like, Luke. And it's like, he's still not dead yet. He gets harder and harder to understand where it's just like, all right. Yeah. It's like seriously. Put up some subtitles at this point, please. <laughs> and then he finally is like, there is another Skywalker. It's more like, guy, oh, fuck. Uh, uh, <laughs> and then he's finally dead. Yep. Well, he poops a little bit and then he dies. <laughs> I don't think, I think that might have been in the original, but I don't think, I think uh, it's, Lucas it's took that the, out. Oh, he took it out, of course. It's in the extended version. Oh, he, oh, he put it in. He put that in. Yeah. Oh, he put the poop in. Oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha. It was all like, it's all like done by computer effects and Han shot first, Greedo shot first. I can't even keep it straight anymore. And then Yoda pooped first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the thing that I makes it like, even funnier, I feel like that's the uh, name of the episode right there. Yoda, <laughs> Yoda pooped, pooped first. first. <laughs> well, now it can't be because you pointed it out. Well, he can just edit this out. Oh, or I that's could leave it in, and it still can be the name of the episode. Yeah, he's sort of in charge. He can <laughs> I don't do whatever give a he wants. fuck. I'll I'll name it whatever the fuck I feel like. <laughs> I ain't give a fuck. <laughs> no, I, I stopped editing my show. Just just put it out raw. <laughs> I mean, the wrestling has a show called Raw, so why can't we? That's a good point. Well, we do it perfect every time. Just one take. <laughs> Sorry, one take, McMahon. Yep, that's why they call him. That's <laughs> true. I do remember one take, McMahon. <laughs> um, but yeah, the reason, the one of the things that makes this death so funny is that he's got Frank Oz doing his voice, so it ends up sounding a little bit like Grover at the end. 
Uh-huh. And just like, oh, he's dead. And he's like, Luke. And he's, oh, God, just just die already, Yoda. Just die, Grover. <laughs> but yeah. So that one's, it's it's not a horrific death. It's not a scarring death. It's just, it's 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 a death that makes you sad because you like Yoda. But it's pretty freaking funny watching that scene. Yeah. And he his character just died of old age, right? Exactly. Yeah. Which kind of came out of nowhere. It's like he's 700 years old and it just happens to be at the moment of the most importance when he decides to cack it. I don't know. <laughs> yes, when he decides to cack it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing people say. I don't know if I use that in the right context or not. I don't know if Kaka can. It has a context where it could be used. I'm pretty sure you just made it up. <laughs> just made the context up. That's right. Yeah. But it's gonna spread like wildfire now. Everybody's gonna be saying it. Yoda cacked it. <laughs> Yoda cacked it. Exactly. Damn it! I could have made so much money on those t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you still can, man. It hasn't caught on quite yet. Get yeah. How much? How long till this episode's out? Um, however long it takes me to edit. So maybe by week and a half. <laughs> I'm saying a week and a half. We'll see. I think I could pull that off then. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my number two. Blake, how about yes. you? All right, first I need to clarify, but I did a little research while we were talking about Yoda. Clear up some final destination mistakes I made. <laughs> uh, there's there's only five movies. The sixth one is co- going to come out and is supposedly set in medieval times. Well, that's probably so, why you couldn't think of the two. I think so. So it's first one is an airplane. Second one, traffic jam. Third one, roller coaster. Fourth one, um, sort of a NASCAR accident. And oh. fifth one is a bridge um, collapsing. Gotcha. Okay, that so first one, traffic jam. No, nope, you already bridge. got it wrong. You already got it wrong. No. First yeah. one, uh, airplane explosion. Airplane. S- second one, traffic jam or accident, not a jam. <laughs> That's the exact opposite. I was gonna say, well, how do people? How do a bunch of people die in a traffic jam? Road rage. Right. So traffic. Tra- I almost said traffic jam again. Traffic accident, roller coaster, um, NASCAR crash, and bridge collapse. Okay, so airplane, roller yep. coaster, NASCAR. No, 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 no. Here, I'll say it again. Uh, airplane exploding, uh, traffic accident, roller coaster accident, NASCAR accident, and bridge collapsing. Okay, I think I got it. Okay. But don't try and repeat it back to me because I don't want to <laughs> say it again. Yeah. It's NASCAR know, accident. Wait, I should just stop with, I got it. <laughs> All right, so uh, my my second one, uh, oh, I played five. No, no. Oh. Though I did watch every single death in that series. <laughs> um, my second one I playfully uh, titled "Divine Intervention," and it's from 2007's Hot Fuzz, uh, s- starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Yep. Yeah. Statistically, Sanford is the safest village in the country. Now, this big city car. You ever fired two guns whilst jumping through the air? No. You ever fired one gun whilst jumping through the air? No. Must learn. Is it true that there is a place in a man's head that if you shoot it, it will blow up? How to think small. Morning, the swans escape. The swans escape. Can you describe it to me? About two foot tall. Yep. Uh, long, slender neck. Oh, 
That's just going to scare it. But um, so this scene is uh, there's a character named Tim Messenger played by Adam Buxton, who's supposed to be this like sort of uh, he's this uh, reporter in this little town. And uh, he he goes to Simon Pegg's character, Nicholas Angel, and said, like, meet me here um, at this time. I have some information you'd, you'd want to hear about. So um, uh, it gets like like uh, Simon Pegg's character, Nick, is pulled on stage at this little event while um, it's getting closer and closer to their meeting time. And then like like it say it's noon like the clock strikes noon and he's like looks at the clock and, and runs over to where he's supposed to meet, meet nick but right when he comes around this corner um we see nick smile at him right before this uh church fire cr crushes him like you see somebody on top of the church kind of push off the, the spire that's at the top and it like falls down point first right through his head and what happens like you just see an explosion like a fountain of blood just burst out of him and you think that would be it like he's dead clearly but he they actually show it like a, a long shot of this spire in his head and it doesn't knock him down either like he stays standing and he even like kind of um like staggers around a little bit before finally going down and it's like and, and it, the movie, like, you'd think, like, oh, this is a pretty gory sort of horror movie. Like, no, it's a British comedy <laughs> just with very gory deaths. Yeah, I remember that scene. I remember it looking a lot like Pyramid Head from the Silent Hill video games. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what it looks like with the thing sticking out of his neck hole. Mm -hmm. With the blood just, like, squirting all over. Like it just splatters like like goo and like like brain matter and muscle tissue is all over everybody, all over the walls and it's like one of the grossest deaths I think I've ever seen. And like but the fact that he still like is still like wandering around slightly before falling over is is pretty great. Yeah. The brain is a powerful thing. He doesn't have one at this point. That's why it's powerful. <laughs> it's powerful enough to keep working a few minutes after, for a few seconds after it's gone. Right. Yeah, I think it's, it's. I think this is the goriest death in the movie, but I think it's the second goriest scene. Because the goriest part, I think, is when somebody doesn't die. Gets a thing jammed through the bottom of his mouth. Yeah, and like not just jammed through the bottom of his mouth, but like it comes out his mouth. Like it comes yep. up through the bottom of his jaw. Out it's his the, mouth. I think that's it's awful. definitely the hardest thing to watch. Yeah, <laughs> and that again has has a fountain of blood spraying out of it. And like he and, and he's like he's you know like you said he doesn't die and he he actually talks. He's like he's asking people to come and help him. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it makes you kind of watch where you're walking because you don't want to slip on a toy car. You slipped on a toy car and then yeah. <laughs> have any blunt objects around or not blunt sharp objects yeah <laughs> the opposite of that right <laughs> it's opposite day I, I <laughs> or is it show the, the wrong day it's not opposite day yeah now i don't know what to think was, was that movie before or after Shaun of the dead i guess i can't remember after it's uh after. it goes okay. Shaun of the dead hot fuzz and then end of the world the world yeah, yeah end of the world right so they've got kind it's... of a pre precedent of doing this or or world's end at world's end, 
at World's End. No, that's the. That's I think it's the, the, the World's End. The World's End. Yeah. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I th- yeah, because it's. I remember it being really close to that. Well, we already uh, saw said Canada City was the capital of Canada, so <laughs> anything goes on this podcast. Yeah. I remember that one. It was that, and then like this is the end. Had ju- was coming out around the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, everything is so confusing. <laughs> just then there was that. Then there was that movie, searching for a friend at the end of the world, or something like that. Yeah, for, for the end of the world. Yeah, I don't know if that came out anywhere around it. I'm just making <laughs> stuff up, like yeah. And that that one didn't have talk. any deaths in it. Well, except every death at the end. Well, yeah, but spoiler, God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. That's all I wanted. <laughs> but yeah. All right, Bergstrom. That's we're we're getting into the number ones here, guys. This is a big yeah. deal. Get some it. fanfare. Get excited of all time. This Get is important. Pumped. I've seen my fair share of movies. I've seen my fair share of deaths in movies. So this is going to be this is. This I'm glad is that you specified in movies that you haven't just seen your fair share of deaths. You don't know what I've seen. <laughs> Actually, I haven't really seen anyone act like die in in person or anything like that. I I never went to Nam, believe it or not. But if you did, it wouldn't matter. Like you were you were born like two decades after the war ended. <laughs> you don't know that. Pretty sure. <laughs> Okay, you're right. Anyway, anyway what's so, your number one? My number one is called You're Gonna Need a Bigger Boot. And it's not because he's talking in a Canadian accent, <laughs> but because I'm talking about Quint, the character at the end of, towards the end of Jaws. What we are dealing with here is a perfect engine. An eating machine. <laughs> a great white shark. A stake to claim in the waters off Amity Island. You yell barracuda. Everybody says, huh? What? You yell shark. We've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. This shark swallow you whole. Whoever have one do this before? Oh. He's trying to run! Money You're gonna need a bigger boat. When he's sliding into the mouth of the shark, the great white. And you know he's trying to kick his kick himself away from it, but the boat is at an angle that he he's pretty much helpless because it's capsizing and the shark's halfway on it, and he's fighting and kicking and trying to get away from this shark, but it's just inevitable that you're gonna it's gonna grab a hold of one of your feet and suck you in and just uh, one of the more gruesome deaths for a young child's eyes it was one of it still is one of my dad's favorite movies so of course whenever it's on tv and it's always on tv <laughs> um and they're they weren't too shy about cutting things apparently because i remember everything up to and including the blood spurting out of quint's mouth as the shark chomped down on his guts and then 
basically pulled him into the water to finish him off. And I started the list with a traumatizing death. I'm going to end it with my favorite, yet still the most traumatizing death I think I can remember in watching in movies. And I'm just, you know, he was kind of a major character in the film, which I wasn't used to as a kid either, seeing, you know, a main character die at the end of a film, other than maybe Obi Wan Kenobi or something like that. So yeah. This was about it. And yeah, it's just, you know, made Jaws. I mean, Jaws was scary enough as a movie, but when he, you actually got to see him feed on a victim, that just made him all the more menacing. Yeah, especially after that whole Indiana scene or scene where he's talking about the boat and how they were waiting out in the water for five days uh-huh. or whatever it was. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, this guy's lived through some shit, man. And then yep. he, he still ends up dying by the shark. You're like, no. Ends up getting punked by a shark after all. Yep. It's, it's, it's emotionally devastating and also gory. It is very gory for, you know... I don't know what it was rated. I I know they didn't have PG thirteen back then. I think it was actually PG Jeez. in this case. So it was oh, really it was tough tough to watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a family film. Jaws <laughs> is a family film. As long Just as make the, sure parental, you bring your, the parents yeah. are guiding the children. Make sure you have their permission, Blake. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I, why you were so uh, blunt with me there, but. I'll do. I'll well, see what I can do. I'm just saying, you know, be responsible. Around sharks, be responsible around sharks. Around sharks, got <laughs> it. Quit, quit skinny dipping at dark, Blake. <laughs> we know. We know what you do on every Thursday. Right. It's kind of cold this time of year, though. At the would, YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my that's my final pick. So do I win? Yeah. Do I win something? Uh, no. My respect. You won Blake's oh. respect. That's something. That's and you'll probably lose it tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. 24-hour respect. But does that bring us to my number one? I think it so. Does indeed. All right. Well, I named this one because it seems to be the thing to do. I named this one, Are You Not Entertained? Because my number one death is from the movie Gladiator, and it's... The gladiator. Who is he? Will you move your helmet and tell me your name? My name is Gladiator. Father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance. Today I saw a slave become more powerful than the Emperor of Rome. They said you were a giant. I shall cheer for you. At my signal. Unleash hell. Am I not What we do in life echoes in eternity. And I like this one because, um, like, he's dead. Like, this death comes after, like, the big final battle. But, like, he's dead going into it. Before he even starts the fight, um, he gets, like, stuck with a knife in the under the ribs. So he's going to die regardless. But then they go out in front of the arena, and he fights against Lord Commonus. No. I can't remember who it is. Whatever. Claudius. Yeah. 
<laughs> Who, whoever he fights against Joaquin Phoenix. Right. Yeah. And ends up like Joaquin killing him. Yeah, Joaquin X. And uh he uh he he kills Caesar and like avenges his family's death and like gives Rome back to the Senate to the people and you know like it's like he he accomplishes his main goal even though he dies at the same time and even the death isn't a bad thing because you see him finally getting to meet up with his family in the afterlife and the music that's playing while he's dying and like you see this like him floating over the ground which was kind of like a callback to earlier in the movie where he almost died it's just like it's a really beautiful scene like i almost cried when i was watching it and it's just a really good death because you feel terribly sad at one one on one hand but you also feel super happy that he won kind of on the other so yeah that's my number one death in movies now is this how you envision yourself going out? Um, I don't think I'm going to be killing somebody in front of an arena of cheering people when I, I agree, die. Freeing the slaves and I yeah, could see us. Slaves. I could see us doing it as a, as a lark, as a goof, <laughs> just on a, on a whim. Like I'll stab you <laughs> under the ribs before we start, and then uh, we'll yeah. like have this little uh, fight scene play out, and then you can kill me at the end. No, I'd have to I'd have to like kill like some big evil despot or something. Yeah. Yeah. So me. We oh, went yeah, over this. I suppose. Yeah. It's a good point. Good point. But I thought you were immortal. How would that how would that happen? No, I live forever. I can still be killed. Oh, I get it. I get it. You just cut off his head. Yeah, that would do it. That's a good point. There can be only one. With a glass plate. No, that's Damien you're thinking of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're getting, God damn you're it. Good, death God damn it, Eric. <laughs> getting all these mixed up. <laughs> this is what happens. This is what happens. You get a pop can shot into your crotch. You uh-huh. die in a video game. Get your head chopped off by a plate of glass while the crowds are cheering and you free the slaves. Right as you get eat, eaten by a shark. Exactly. When your head's blowing up. And also whatever happens in Blake's number one pick. <laughs> but yeah, that's my number one. All right. What's your number one, Mr. Style? Uh, well, my number one I didn't actually name because I thought it was kind of Ooh. getting to be kind of lame at this point. Are you fucking so, kidding me with that? I am actually. I, I named this one Now You See It. Oh. And um, it's nice. from The Dark Knight. This city deserves a better class of criminal. I'm gonna give it to him. This summer, out of the darkness, comes the night. Perhaps you should read the instructions first. The Dark Knight. He does that. With a PG-13. Uh by Christopher Nolan came up back in 2008, which makes me feel really old, by the way. Yeah, that was six years ago. That's, yeah, that's a long time ago. feels like it just came out. Um, and anyone who, who saw this movie knows what I'm talking about. And it, it's uh, clearly the disappearing pencil trick where um, uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker walks into this room filled with uh, all like the gangsters from, uh, uh from the city this you know the city's various legions of gangs 
and whatnot. Like all of the the, the bosses and their underlings are. So. Yeah, there you go. He comes up, asks them if they want to see a trick, and he like jams his pencil into the table that they're sitting at, and like one of the bosses directs his henchmen to go take care of him. And uh, once the henchman gets close to the Joker, Joker just grabs the guy's head and slams it down onto the table, like right, th- and the pencil goes right through the guy's skull and gets embedded and disappears, quote unquote. And that's it. It's very simplistic. It's the the shortest explanation on, of all of my picks. Um, it's just it's something that was um, it's funny to watch. It kind of encap- encapsulates everything that the Joker is like. He's like supposed to be a sort of a, a sickly comedic character, but also like like homicidal and a sociopath and uh, like sadistic. And yeah, ages of chaos. It's great. It's a great death scene. Agreed. I I had a visceral reaction watching this one. I was like, I felt it in my my gut like twist. I was like, oh. Because you just imagine like that pencil going like up through his eye socket and into his brain. It's just like see, and that's the thing. I think people just get super squeamish when it comes to eyes. That's true. So don't watch the movie Zombie from out of Italy. I wasn't planning on it. Why not? There's a nice uh, wood splinter in a door that gets very you know they they don't pan away from it at all. Oh, it's nice, uh, nice slow uh, piercing of the eyeball. The fluids coming out. I've uh, known. I I haven't watched a lot of foreign horror movies, but what I've been told about them is that they are like ten times worse than American horror movies. That's because the American movie market is based on selling popcorn. Yeah, whereas yeah. Europe has been through their fair share of real life horrors. So. So even horrific deaths are like a nice Sunday treat. <laughs> right. But yeah, I had the same reaction to this Dark Knight kill where it was right off the bat, right at the beginning of the movie, you knew that the Joker wasn't there to fuck around. Yeah, like it, was, it definitely. Like in other movies. It set the tone for the character very nicely. Like, it surely did. Yeah. Yeah, it does explain like, like he does kill him just viciously in one move. But it is a joke. Like, it's all for the joke. Yeah, now you see it. <laughs> now you don't. The pencil's gone. Where'd yep. it go? And, it's like, great. another thing is, like, you think about that whole movie. There's not, like, a drop of blood throughout the entire movie. Right. But, like, there's still that horrific, just awful, violent death in it. It's uh, One that almost made my, my number one spot, like, say, if, Carlson, you said you wanted to take this one, and I would let you, would be... um the uh, what did i call it i called it like uh what bus driver and it's at the beginning during the heist scene where like the they're pulling off the heist and whenever who, somebody finishes their job they're like taken out by the by one of the guys so they're like their share continues to grow and when it's down to like the last two guys one of them you know spoiler being the joker uh the other guy pulls a gun on him and he's like now i bet you're supposed to kill me right and the Joker says, no, I'm supposed to kill the bus driver. And the guy goes, what bus driver? And then all of a sudden, a bus drives through the front of the bank and kills that guy. Yep. 
It's that was a great scene. Like that and that thing was a whole another like really great scene, like how it shows each like member of the heist. It goes like through each person and they kill the next one and um creepy ass masks. Yeah, those creepy ass masks. Apparently those masks are based on like the first Joker in the old TV show. Yeah, uh-huh. I've heard. I heard that about the mask that the Joker is wearing. Like apparently, in the '60s TV show, the Joker dresses up like, uh, like it, it's not modeled after the Joker as he exists in that show, but the Joker dresses up like a clown. If that makes sense. Yeah, the Joker goes into disguise as a different clown. <laughs> yeah, and that's the like, ma- and like he wears a mask that looks very similar to that. Uh huh. So yeah, it's a pretty pretty clever Christopher Nolan. It's almost Son like those movies are good or something. <laughs> almost like Christopher Nolan knows what the fuck he's doing when he's making a movie. Mm-hmm. Almost. Almost. It's almost like it. I guess we'll find out. But yeah, so that was those, those were our lists. Ooh. How do you guys feel about those? Can we can we go back and do them over again? I yeah, let's. Uh, I think I'm going to pick five different ones. Yeah, I'm not just, happy. <laughs> let's just scrap this whole episode. I don't I don't want to do that, guys. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think it was a healthy discussion. I, th- I feel like we all got a lot off our chests, a lot of therapy. Are there any are there any that you didn't add to your list that you wish you that you that almost made your list or oh always. No, I don't know. Um like I said, there's some from David Cronenberg that, you know, will always have a close place in my heart um, just because of how bizarre and gruesome they are with his his body horror style. Um, but, yeah, you can go back through, like, watch some of Peter Jackson's very first films when he was still out in New Zealand, um, things like uh, Dead Alive or um, Bad Taste. There's some fun stuff in those ones, too, that I might have picked. So answer me this question. Uh, What would you say is, like, the goriest, bloodiest, um, most disturbing kill you've ever seen in your history of watching horror movies? Blake, that's a good question. Um, I think you might... I I would advise someone to go check out the... uh, the newer French movies that have been coming out in the 2000s. Um, I would say, just off the top of my head, and there's probably gorier ones out there, but there's one called um, Martyrs, where they basically skin a girl alive and then just kind of let her die. But it's there's a lot of blood in those French movies. Um, it's just caked in dried blood all, all the time. People just you know running around and sawing things off and torturing each other. It's pretty gruesome. A few that didn't make my list were, uh, one of them was, that was really sad was, uh, heroin Bob in the movie SLC punk. That one was a really sad one that I, that I still think about. You're kind of going for the sad, sad deaths. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so stuff that affected me. Oh, so Carlson, I um, feel like a creep now. <laughs> like at number four, you said you were pulling an audible. What was your four beforehand? My four beforehand was Mufasa's death. Oh, All right, but I feel like I, I just already hit Bambi's this, mom. 
I, I thought about that too, but <laughs> but I feel like like I hit the sad one already with Wash and Serenity. Uh-huh. So I didn't wanna keep hitting that same button. I kinda wanted all the picks to be slightly different. So but gotcha. another one that I almost that would have that almost been my list for funny deaths was the guy in Titanic that like falls and hits the propeller and then like <laughs> goes end over end into the water. Yeah. That almost made oh, my list. Of that one, yeah. <laughs> you don't know he dies though. You're pretty sure he dies. You don't know he dies. He probably like washes up on shore and just is like, wow, that was a hell of a thing. And just, and <laughs> that just was a hell of a thing. <laughs> just gets up, dusts himself off, and just like <laughs> sort of does that 1950s strut and whistles and wh- while he's walking away. It's possible. I, mean, I guess I you're right. I don't strut. know for sure he died. Yeah. Remember the Titanic one, 1950s. Like, that's wrong. Another one like uh, Tom Green and Freddie got fingered when he got hit by the truck. Oh, I wasn't expecting that to happen. (laughs) I haven't seen that one, so I guess you're on your own that one, Bergstrom. Everyone should see it at least once in their lives. Everyone should see Freddie got fingered once in their lives. I I, I don't think that's a true statement, honestly. (laughs) It may not be true, but it's accurate uh i don't i think those are competing ideas bergstrom (laughs) and then one that almost made my list was in uh, the movie the matrix where uh the agent is like dodging all the bullets that neo is shooting at him and then finally like the girl shows up right next to the agent and like puts a bullet puts the gun to his head and she goes dodge this you son of a bitch and then blows his brains out oh yeah (laughs) but yeah but i mean if you really think about it though like he's just a computer program he doesn't actually die it's a good point just gets taken offline yep actually he probably just goes into a different yeah i think he just jumps into a different body oh that's right forgot so that innocent guy, that innocent guy dies. Whose whose body that was dies. Yeah. But anyway, Blake, are there any that didn't make your list that you want to oh. mention? Um, one that uh that I was thinking about adding is a suggestion from Kayla, but I wasn't actually sure. Like, I think he dies. Pretty sure he dies. You guys will probably laugh and be like, "Of course he does." But in American History X, um, the uh, bite the curb scene. <laughs> of course he dies, Blake. Like, I, I guess I've never, I never really heard of uh, that until that point in my life and haven't heard, really heard of it since. Like, you're like, yeah, it probably shatters your teeth and breaks your jaw. But I guess I just didn't know if it's. That was I a hilarious it, death. <laughs> I, I guess it just depends on um, how hard do you kick him. Like, I don't know. It's, it's not really something I want to keep thinking about. So, <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think that was a good list, guys. Uh, is there anything you wanted to say before? You want to plug your shows again, Bergstrom? No. No? no okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Blake, do you want to plug your uh, your writing gig? Um, I just want to say, if you like professional wrestling, feel free to check out uh, Wrestling with Friends, as we talked about earlier. Oh. Um. Yeah, do it. Don't listen to Bergstrom. 
listen to it. Um, and of course, if you like video games, uh, go check out geekparty.com. That's geekparty.com. For That's all your video game news needs. I wouldn't say that. For all of it. We don't really do news very often. We just do sort of editorials, and they're fun little articles. Blake, could you what? could you just... No, just, like you're telling just, people wrong information, just, and I just, won't stand just, for could, it. No, just, no. Blake, could you just... just no. Just, just, Stop what? it. Stop uh, it. Stop. Fine. All I'm right. a freaking bone here, Blake. <laughs> you know what that's from? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Austin Powers. I'm going to say Austin Powers as well. I I don't really know. <laughs> I just hear people say it at work. It was Austin Powers. Oh, okay. So now you know. Now you're now you're in on the joke with the people at work. Oh, yes, I can't wait to go in tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be like, "Aha! I know what you guys have been referencing." But anyway, <laughs> to end the show, on behalf of all of us here, I'm Eric. No, I am. And I'm Blake. And okay, so we're both Eric, and Blake is still Blake. No, no, you guys—they're pronounced. You're saying it wrong. Like, I'm surprised at this time you guys can't tell the difference in the pronunciation of your name. One's with a C, another's with a K. One's Eric, and the other's Eric. All right. Well, I'm Eric. You hear the difference? I'm Eric. All right, that's good enough, I guess. I'm Blake. And you've just been high five. Okay. I think I'm ready to go. All right. Do you want to do the tease, uh, the thing at the beginning or? Sure. All right. I can. All right. You ready? Yep. I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> I'm ready. Um, this... Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? That's it. I'm done. Oh, no. <laughs> you can't quit this early. Come on. I think I already quit once. That's true. This week on High Fives with Blake and Eric, and Eric, death is all around us and it's inescapable as we count down our High Five favorite deaths in cinema. Uh, 